hello there. Thank you for joining us again on The Basic and The Brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, aka The Basic and The Brain, and we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party. Yeah, I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine, or White Claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, (laughs) and join us for this week's episode. Oh my God. Hello, hello. And just like that, we just finished episode nine. Praise. <laughs> um, so we almost there. One to go. I haven't had a chance to watch the finale trailer yet, but I'm um, excited to say the least. Girl, I am. Um, so I think I told you this earlier this week, but I watched it not sober, aka high as a kite. Um, so I had to rewatch the episode. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm dead. To actually prepare myself for this. And it's so funny, too, because I took notes when I was high. Um, and then I took sober <laughs> notes. And it's just hilarious. Like, as you can see, my high notes are very much oh. just, like, not actual notes. And then you have, like, my sober notes, which are bullet-pointed and quite extensive. I'm dead because my notes are, like, one word. Literally one word. <laughs> oh. Oh, girl. I... And it's just funny to me the things that like like came out to me when I was high versus like what I actually caught when I was sober. Like I'm like Maddie, you're two different people. <laughs> Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde status. <laughs> I'm very interested. I kind of would love to hear like your your notes notes, but then like if you had a note about that when you were high, like what was that note in comparison? I think that would be oh. a very interesting exercise. Oh, a hundred percent. How the human body work, uh, mind works. Oh, yes. No, I, I, yeah, man. Hi, Maddie is a fun one. Um, I will say what I started off with was another white lady with a check. Um, I'm trying to be that lady with a damn check. Like that's, that's (laughs) the first ever thought that came out of my head when I was watching this episode. (laughs) I like, okay. I have, I have thoughts about that. I felt like it was like beating a dead horse a little bit again. Totally. Um, I totally understand the sentiment. But how do you feel about the fact that it's, like, okay for LTW and SEMA to be the ladies that write a check? Yeah, I mean, it's the whole premise of beating a dead horse, right? Like, SEMA was out there smoking a cigarette, not actually partaking in manual labor, and being like, oh, like, I would rather be the woman, you know, with the check. Um, She said the brown woman with the check, I'm fairly certain. It probably, um, I don't remember, um, as you, watching it <laughs> twice and I still don't remember. Um, I will say, I, I think what they were trying to do was like, you know, have, I don't know, showcase that Miranda is like this woke white woman who's like, oh, you can't just be like another white woman with a check. And then Seema's over here like, who the fuck cares? Like just yeah. like the check, like yeah. they're going to use the funds <laughs> no I love matter that. what color you are. <laughs> um, I also love when, oh, sorry. No, continue. No, I was going to say, I also kind of love when Seema was like, it is so hard to be white right now. I was like oh, dying. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so good. My note is literally, quote unquote, it is so hard to be white right now. And then all I wrote is dead. <laughs> That's what I yeah. No. Over here, I have... I want a Seema spinoff. Like, that's literally one of my notes when I was high. Okay. I, 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 I think she's fabulous. 
Yeah, I absolutely adore her, and I think she's probably one of the only redeeming qualities of this show. Totally agree. Although, I don't know how I felt about her being like, for my 54th birthday, I want to go dancing. Like, I'm 32. (laughs) Oh, do you? Okay. I have a whole thing about that. I was like, I was like, okay, so this was like my last note, right? This was my sober note that I made, but still. Okay. Um, fucking nine episodes in, and we finally get Carrie going into a club. Question, would you go to a fucking club at 50 plus? I think the fuck not. <laughs> My exact note. <laughs> I mean, to answer that question, you think right, because I wouldn't be caught dead going to a club at 32. I literally wrote waiting online for a club, never again in this lifetime in capitals. Um, no, that I feel like that's so unrealistic. I don't mean to be ageist or an asshole. Fairly certain that they're not letting two 50-something-year-old women into a club unless they're at a table with some wealthy, wealthy millionaires. I, I don't mean mm-hmm. to be an asshole, but I think that's just a fact. I think it, that was like a very weird storyline. And it's like, are you trying to show like the youth like uh, or, or the youthful side of them? I feel like they're almost... It's like they're trying to kind of bring elements of Sex and the City into and just like that. And it's like, yeah, that was weird. And like, it wasn't even like it was like a group of girls. It was like just them. Oh, but here's the other, here's the kicker. Here was my not sober note. And it was, what the fuck is the owner of the club doing out front with no security or bouncers? Like what in the actual fuck? Like that's what stood Um, out to me when I was high. (laughs) I, do, do you mean at the end when he lets them in? Yeah, like what? I feel like yeah, I mean I feel like chances are the owners of the club are probably not outside, but I also feel like they could, they could have a list or something. It's not the most unrealistic thing I've ever heard. If you are the owner of a club, you are not sitting out front or standing out front with a clipboard full of like a list of names or an iPad. Oh with yeah, a list no. Of names. no, yeah, no, 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 no. So I guess in my head, I didn't, I didn't think about it like that. I just interpreted it like, oh, like Seema texted him and was like, hey, we're outside. Come get us. Because that happens. Or like, we used to do that. Their names would have been on the list. But it's cooler when someone I mean, I very guess. important opens the thing for you. I, I don't just, know. That's funny that you, that you, like, that's what you took away from that. Yeah. I, for me, it was just, like, irritating and not very realistic. Um, also, kind of going back to your point about, like, the... Like how some people may perceive what we're saying is ageist. I don't think so, but I do agree with you that like what like I'm at fifty plus years old. I'm not going in. I'm not stepping foot into a fucking club. I'm sorry, my ass. I'm literally not going now. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going now. Um, Spilled drinks, ruining my potential outfit, getting my feet stepped on. Like um, I'm good, thank you. And not being able to hear anybody around (laughs) you, like music blaring, potentially going deaf in one ear for the night. Like I'm I'm good off that. Thank you. Oh my gosh, not being able to hear your friends. Like my throat is scratchy right now because we went to watch football at a bar, and like I literally couldn't hear anyone, and I was so miserable. Because my, my throat was hurting after a while, and I was trying to use my diaphragm. Like I was, I was trying to project. <laughs> I was like, think about, like use your your stomach, Alina. Do not like project from your throat. No, you're, you're so like I I agree. I also I also feel like it's again. I know that sounds so fucked up, but they're not letting them into that club. I don't care how many twenty she slips the bouncer. That was funny. Um, okay, I so did actually like Seema. that scene. You did. I did. 
I did, but I will say because once again, it's like certain elements of Sex in the City um, that they're bringing into the show. And also on that note, um, I will say I feel like Charlotte's storylines is carrying the the show right now in the sense that it's her storylines where we're getting more of that Sex in the City feel. Okay. So I was going to say, I know that we kind of started in the middle a little bit, but do we want to go back to the beginning with, mm. you know, the whole Charlotte and Lily thing? And I, I felt like that was the first time in mm. the whole series that mm. I was like, oh, that was like reminiscent of it. And like Charlotte being Charlotte and like the little montage yeah. scene. Like I thought that was really, I thought it was cute. And I don't know, maybe the bar is really low, right? Maybe my expectations are just, like, on the floor. Um, But I thought it was cute. And, yeah, like, to your point, I felt like that was, I was like, oh, like, that's very Charlotte. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, okay, so what did you think about that whole scene? Um, In regards to them at the dinner and her helping Lily with Um, the the tampon? Okay, you know what? Maybe not the scene. Maybe that whole storyline with, like, She's helping Rock prepare for her day mitzvah. I didn't know that was a thing. I feel like I should have checked with one of my Jewish friends if that's an actual thing. I don't think it is. I think they made that up. Yeah, a day mitzvah. I liked it. I was like, no, okay, I, cool. Oh, I thought she said a day mitzvah. Oh, I thought it was a they mitzvah because Rock no longer conforms to oh. a male-female gender. Yeah, oh. I thought that's... Is that why you're the brain? No, I literally thought she said a day mitzvah. <laughs> Because I thought she was no, like, oh, like it's, 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 oh my God, I think you're right. I think you're totally right. Because I was like, oh, a day mitzvah. I wonder if that's just like, oh, it's like a brunch. So it's more casual. And that's why like, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> oh my God. You were... <laughs> my mind is actually kind of blown right now. Oh, that does make a lot more sense. Okay. I'm going to check with one of my Jewish friends to see if that's legitimate because I'm just not sure. Oh my god, that was oh so good. Oh my god, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I'm like, I, I feel, I feel very dumb right now. Um, no, it's it's perfectly like, fine. I literally was like, oh, okay, know? I guess the day mitzvah is like less formal than a bat mitzvah, like a night mitzvah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway. All right, moving on. So so the the scene where Lily, like, okay, so I guess the whole Lily getting her period thing, like, what were your thoughts? How did you feel? Did it bring back any horror stories for you? Because it triggered me. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I was actually going to ask you sort of a similar question of, like, what, like, what was your experience? Because they kind of talk about it in the show, right? Like, each one of them, like, oh, I remember blah, blah, blah taught me how to put a tampon in, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I will say to answer your initial question, like, yes, it was very reminiscent of the way Charlotte used to be in Sex and the City. Um, even like smug Charlotte when she was talking to the ladies about her starting menopause. Yeah. Oh, I haven't had any of those symptoms where I was just like, oh, cute little Charlotte. Yeah. Um, and I felt like the way that the story was playing out where it's like a short snippet, quick theme played out in just that episode and we're not going to hear about it anymore and it's comedic in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. It was like very, very Charlotte for me. Um, uh, I felt like the... Um, it, it was, I don't want to say it was triggering for me because for me growing up, tampons were like a huge no, no. And it wasn't until I was in college and I just like figured it out on my own and I didn't tell anyone that I, you know, like was like learning for the first time. Um, I just kind of like figured it out cause you know, I grew up in a pretty conservative Muslim household and so tampons were like a no, no. Wait, why were they a no, no? Um, Did you think that that was like going to take your virginity? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, the vibe is like, it's like a phallic <laughs> thing that like goes up. And so it was like a big no, no. Like, so all I did was wear pads growing up as a kid. Oh my like, God. I'm that's fucking all I dead. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was in Sorry, fucking college. No, no, no. You were, I, you were like, well, other things are going up there now. So <laughs> may as well free, free the veg from the fucking diaper at the age of 19. Wait. Oh my God. Okay. That's very sorry, and that's not funny. I don't mean to laugh at you. It's just it's no, no, no. It's it like, is kind of funny. It's <laughs> kind. It's sweet. It's sweet. No, okay. So yeah. first of all, I got, my, I got my fever when I was ten. So I was like, oh wow, literally, so like yeah, girl was developing a lot earlier than a lot of people around me. Um, I'll never forget. <laughs> Sorry, it was like not really on topic, but um, I got a period when I was 10 and I will, I was like one of my first friends to get in. So I had no idea, like I knew what it was, but so my mom had never had like the talk with me, but I don't think she thought her 10 year old in the fifth grade was getting it anytime soon. She didn't really go into specifics. And I remember my stomach really hurt. I went to the bathroom, pulled down my pants and I thought I shit my pants. I literally thought I pooped my pants because it's it's dark, right? When you first yeah. get it. Anyway, I I will never forget. Like I like just put a bunch of toilet paper down there, and I was like, "All right, got to get through the rest of the day." You shit your pants in the fifth grade. Hopefully, you don't stink. Um, yeah. Anyway, okay. So I've had my period for a long time. So, um, my, but I also was, I was very scared of tampons, even though it's so interesting that you had that experience where, you know, it was a no, no. My mom was like, girl, you better learn how to use a tampon because the summer comes and you're going to want one. And I was scared. And I was like, no, I don't want to wear a tampon. Like I think in my head too, I was like, you know, like yeah. I'm too young for that or what I was the one saying that on my mom. And so um, my grandma had a lake, has a lake house. And so we were going up there one summer and it was like my period was due. And so my mm-hmm. mom was like, you sure you don't want to learn how to use a tampon? And I was like, no, I can't. I just won't go in the lake. And then I like sat there feeling so sorry for myself while everyone was swimming. And then oh. at the lake house, my mom was like, let's go. You're putting on a tampon. And she just like forced me. And I've like never Wait. gone back. I've never looked back. Did she like show you how, or was it yes. like a? Yeah, she okay. showed me how to do it. So and was th- it like a Charlotte showing you how to do it? No, I think it was like my mom like showed me how to do it. Fair enough. Also, they like grew up in like a household of women, right? So I feel like that's fair. It was yeah. a little less weird, maybe. Mm. Um, but no, I was. I also think the nice thing about that whole scene was most women are. I'm, I'm going to say all, but like all women theoretically have been through that at some mm-hmm. point like that, like, Oh yeah. my God. And you know, for me, the reason why I had to learn how to use a tampon was because of a swimming event as well. And so I like related to it so much more. And I, I was just like, I was dying. Aww. I thought it was really cute. I thought it was very cute. And it I liked that cute. too. And it was okay, kind well, of reminiscent for me of like Samantha and Carrie when Carrie's um, diaphragm <laughs> diaphragm got stuck up in there and she like helped her. I don't know why, but there was like Friend. some similarities there with like the like kind of like camaraderie, sisterhood, closeness. Even though Charlotte in Charlotte fashion was like, I'm not fucking pulling out your tampon to her daughter, which <laughs> I don't blame her. But um, but like also seeing the ladies when they saw that Charlotte like was getting her period or like a flash mm-hmm. period. Um, they like came to her rescue. It just it just reminded me so much of the way that they like all love each other and yeah. you know, because due to the sex and city friendship growth. So um yeah, I agree with you. It was very cute. That whole scene 
when she's like in the porta potty and that whole situation happens. I don't know. I thought it was like a little bit annoying, but when when Charlotte was like, "That's like where I draw the line," I did laugh. Although I will say the line that I was I was laughing for a solid five minutes was when she's like, "I can't find it," and she was like, "It's probably in your tushy." <laughs> Again, oh my god! Oh, like a woman wrote that line because there is oh, no way in hell a man would know that because that's that's that is real. We all know what's happened. Girls, don't be shying away. Guys, yeah. sorry if you hear this. That's a thing. Sometimes that shit gets lost. You don't know where it is, but you just gotta look in your tushy crack, and you're like, oh, that's where you. That's where that went. It's a we're fact. giving and, out and secrets <laughs> of the woman council right now to everybody. Like sorry. y'all are. <laughs> No, I thought that was so funny. I, I, like, I feel like all of my notes are about about just the period thing because, again, it was. I felt like it was, it was just, like, a kind good of real storyline. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it again. I think Lily's annoying. I think Lily's a brat, but I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, okay, I have my next one, um, and go. it's one of my sober notes. But um, Anthony screaming at the conspiracy theorists that he brought to dinner is how I feel every time Shay shows up on the screen. Like that's literally what I wrote. And I was sober for that one, pretty much. Um, yeah, that... So it's so... Okay. The thing... I thought that was very uh, jarring for obvious reasons, but, like, mm-hmm. I felt like that was just not something that I expected the writers to do, especially the direction that they're taking with, like, everything else in regards to, like, being very woke. Well, I think that's it does tie into the wokeness thing because it's what they're trying to do is bring in relevancy of like this rise of conspiracy theorists and like um, the rise of was it QAnon um, and all of these things. And I think that's why it's like, oh, he's so good on paper. And then he comes out to this dinner. He's like, oh, you know that the what is that he said? The Holocaust, the Holocaust wasn't was a, real. Was a, was a yeah, hoax. yeah, something <laughs> was a hoax. That's what he said. Um, and then like fucking Anthony losing it. Um, I think that was supposed to be like a nod to the wokeness of like, oh, we're seeing the rise of this and like shutting it down quickly, like kicking him out of dinner that quick. I don't know, Maddie. I don't. I don't think that they were thinking that deep into it. Like, oh, it's about the rise Maybe. of the QAnon and conspiracy. No, I think that it was like they obviously had Anthony be like an ally and like defend, you know, really quickly and kind of jump to action and kick him out, which that was the only answer. Let's be real. But what I mean is like, I was shocked that they even had like the balls to put that in there. Cause that was like aggressive. Um, And I, and and I, and I saw some people flip the fuck out on the internet and were like, like we, it should be canceled. But, and I was like, wait, but like he, he was, he defended it. You know, I don't, I was a little bit like not flustered, but I was like, Oh, Okay. And apparently yeah, people were like, I it mean, wasn't funny. Well, I think for me, what I was irritated about, and this was in my not sober notes. <laughs> and I was like, I love that we have to like, I was like discern, discern. Exactly. <laughs> um, this is when I was high. I literally was like, what was the point of the Justin dinner date? Like, what was the premise of bringing him there? And what was the premise of it? Like every scene when you're scripting something out or when you're filming something, every scene should have its purpose. And I wasn't quite sure what the purpose of that was other than like the wokeness piece of like fighting against conspiracy theories. That was the only thing that I could think of. Um, and even when I watched it a second time, I was like, I, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, weird. So I agree with you. And I, I didn't think about it that way. God, hi, you is like more on the ball than 
Alina, period. Um, no, so I, I, I agree with you. I think it was an inter- it, it was interesting and there's got to be, there was something there, but I don't know that I think that they put that much like, cause that's like a, almost like a, it's a deeper meaning than I think, than I think nine or 10 a, people would gather. Oh, so you mean like, it's like, I think like it's literally, it's like very, very, like no, I, no, no, I don't think it's actually anti-Semitic, but I think that they were trying to show like, they are not, they are woke. So then they were going to have Anthony like kick him out and be like, that's a deal breaker because you know, we are not anti-Semitic here. But what I, I just feel like it, it was like a, it was like you, like you went for Jews and you like, they went for it. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a funny, yeah. it wasn't funny is what I'm saying. Like that was like, Whoa, yeah. like there are a couple things you don't, you don't fuck with. Right. And it's. I That's agree. one of those and things just, that you don't make a joke about. I think it's it's what I found. It, um, I, yeah, to your point. Sorry, I'm like trying to intellectualize this in a way that would make sense. <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, baseline is that this it didn't make sense, including the scene. It didn't really have comedic value. Even if you were no. trying to inject some sort of like roundabout wokeness, it also wasn't executed mm-hmm. well. And I think this just goes back to execution. Like execution on the show hasn't been great in a lot of ways. And I think this is one of those like failed moments. Fair. Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, Anthony is an interesting character. Um, okay, what else happened? Oh, Actually, why don't, why don't we go down your list of notes? Because it looks like you've got a lot. I've got so many. Um, okay, so the whole Miranda chasing, where Miranda oh, you know, shows up at Che's place. I was really hoping that like Miranda would find Che with like another person there, um, and then we could like end that storyline because I'm honestly over it. And I will say the reason why I'm over it is because I'm also watching Sex in the City right now, and I'm at the season where both Steve and Miranda are like really fighting for one another and you're seeing Miranda getting vulnerable. So it's so hard to go from like that love story to like seeing it all fall apart and the whole Che thing happen. Um, and I think I speak for many, especially many on Twitter and on the internet as a whole, that Che is the most hated character on and just like that. Like I hate to say it, but it's true. Um, but, but okay. Why do you think that is? Like if you could articulate know. it, why? Is it just she's annoying? Is it she, she's cocky? Is it they? They. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Whoopsies. Sorry, I'm tired. I mean, no, it's really fine. Um, I just, I don't know what it is about them. They, they just, I don't find their character endearing. I don't find mm-hmm. that Che really is a character that fits into the world almost. But isn't that the point? Um, Not necessarily. Like you have lots of these like other characters that have been introduced. um, And to some degree it makes sense, right? Not everyone vibes with everyone, but it kind of makes sense. And I feel like Che has come in like a, like a a rocking, what is it? Like a, I came in like a wrecking ball (laughs) and has basically fucked up a really integral relationship that we also saw grow over six seasons, you know, with Sex in the City. Mm -hmm. And to have someone be the home wrecker, essentially. Yeah. um, I think they're just, they're just not going to be liked, you know? Yeah. I think, I think they are, I think they're an annoying character. I also don't think they're funny. I don't think any of their like stand-up shows have been funny. Uh, Yeah. 
Um, I, I, I don't, I don't like their character either. And so that's why I was saying like, why, why do I not like this person? And part of me is like, I feel like I, that's not okay to say, but I'm like, I, I, they're just, I think it's that they're just not endearing and they do, they do nothing. Yeah. To redeem themselves. Like even, even like having sex with your lover at her, your employee's house, like who does that? Like, I just, I just yeah. feel like they have no regard Weird. for anyone else. No regard for Miranda. No regard for Carrie. No regard. You know what I mean? No regard. Maybe that's what yep. it is. Okay. So, um, the, her showing up there. Well, yeah, isn't this the I, episode where she's in Cincinnati? Cleveland? Where'd you go? Somewhere in the sea. Uh, no. So, I think they, like, they came back and Miranda also, like, they were in New York at this point because this was, like, her coming back after the Cincinnati trip, I guess. Um, and Miranda was going to her place in New York to like surprise her, I think. With the cookies. I, actually, yeah, with the cookies. Um, so I just found that Miranda, the way that she was freaking out was really strange. I was like, they're making Miranda seem a little desperate too. Um, well, she just imploded I just, her life. Like, I, I, I think she probably is yeah. desperate and freaking True. out. And. But what I also found it interesting was, like, the whole, like, Che, like, saying, oh, we're not dating. You're not my girlfriend. Um, And I was like, what in the world is happening? Like, Miranda, you blew up your whole life for a person who absolutely adored and loved you, for a person who, like, is essentially, like, I don't do non-traditional. We're not dating. You're not my girlfriend. Like, a fuck person. Yeah, I guess. Well, I I mean, fuck boy, like, they are a, the whatever equivalent, you know, the... yeah. Non-binary um, equivalent of a fuckboy. Exactly. And then what I also found hilarious was like, and this was like a high thought, of course, um, which somewhat <laughs> doesn't make sense to me now. Like I tried to make sense of it sober and I was like, is Hi Maddie just like on another universe of like intellectualism or was I just dumb? <laughs> um, hilarious, the generational differences with what they perceive as non-traditional, uh, non-traditional of our romantic and male slash female tropes. So like, you know, Miranda in that scene was going about it of like, oh, being non-traditional, like in the romantic sense of like not playing these tropes. And then, you know, they're coming out or Che is coming out and being like non-traditional in the sense of like relationships. Um, it's, it's just a different, like every generation has what their concepts are or of what's considered traditional, non-traditional. Yeah. Like so- what our parents thought was traditional is very different than what we think is traditional. Yeah, no, 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 I, I understand. Uh, so, I think, though, that when you think about, like, quote-unquote traditional, generally speaking, everyone mm-hmm. pre-Gen Z, right, because Gen Z is on another level, <laughs> um, has, like, a a general understanding of what that means, right? Whether or not we think that that's, like, normal, you know, what we perceive it as, no, or, you know, sorry, not no, but it's neither here nor there, but like, you know, what people mean to some degree when they say traditional, right? It's like a man and a woman, or maybe not even in this case, maybe it's like a woman and a woman or a man and a man. But the idea is like, you're my partner, you're my girlfriend, I'm your boyfriend, you're my girlfriend, I'm your girlfriend, or, and then we'll be married and then we'll have, you know what I mean? Like, it's more, I think just like the in that sense, and like commitment, I think is I what think that's Ch- Chai was saying. I think it's subjective. What I'm saying? Yeah. Because so even you, as you're saying it right now of like, you know, like 
being in a relationship between a man and a woman, like that's traditional for one person. And then you're like, oh wait, but like man and a man or woman and a woman or, you know, yeah, no, non-gender no. conformed, non, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's so complex in and of itself. Uh, well, of course it is. But, but again, I feel like generally speaking, sorry, genders aside, right? I think the idea is like, we are committed. You have to be committed. I'm your partner. You're my partner. You're not supposed to see other people. And I know that I know that there are people who have open relationships and there are other things that are considered normal to them. But I'm saying like as a society, generally speaking, traditional tends to mean like we are in a committed relationship and there's no third party or, you know, the idea is that like you're supposed to want to get married. Right. And I know that's not everybody. But again, I think when you think traditional, a lot of people probably just assume that. Yes. I think with in regards to what I was potentially getting at when I was high was, um, to your point, yes, there's this like concept of like being traditional um, in regards to relationship of like monogamy, right? Commitment, monogamy, mm-hmm. kind of in line with that, that, that ideology. Um, and I think for Miranda, it's not just that when, when she thought of non-traditional, she wasn't thinking about the whole concept of like monogamy. She was really thinking non-traditional from like the male-female trope dynamics within the relationship, right? Of like, oh, like I'm going to be the one to like be more assertive and come to their house with like treats to show them that I care, right? Versus like being the, you know, the traditional like passive female who lets the man make the move or like the more, you know, masculine one make the move or whatever it is. Um, and then that's kind of like what Che's point was of like, I'm not the male in the relationship. So it's like Miranda's Uh, whole concept of traditional is around male, female tropes. And for Che, traditional, non-traditional is around like commitment monogamy. And so it's like what it is within the generational gap is different. Oh, you're saying because Che is in a different generation? Yeah. Uh, Che's younger than Miranda by a lot. Really? Yeah, I think they have like a 20-year age difference, don't they? No, Che's not in her 30s. Their 30s. Sorry, I keep saying that. It's because I think of her as Sarah on Grey's Anatomy. That's why I keep saying she. Um, No, there's no wish in her. Their 30s. Sorry, I keep doing it. Well, okay. While while you're looking that up, at the end of the day, I just think the storyline needs to go. But I, I actually kind of enjoyed the fact that. Che was like, whoa, you're moving very fast. And like, why do you think that, you know, like, I'm not your girlfriend. We're not dating. Like, I kind, I kind of like that because I feel like, I don't know, like justice for Steve, like Miranda, you don't get to have your cake and eat it too. You don't get to break this man's heart and then go and run off yeah. to your lover. And like, so I personally was like, cool. I also am shocked that they haven't like explored or like even talked about Brady finding out that his mom is now a lesbian. Yeah, and we're going into, like, the last episode of the season. Like, it just... You know how I feel about this. They did the long storylines. They did not tie up loose ends. Um, It's quite annoying, in in all frankness. Um, And also, going back to Che Diaz's age, it's not made public. However, Sarah Ramirez... The name of the actress, sorry, the actress... Sarah Ramirez... Is, yes. Um, they're 46, um, yeah. and Miranda Hobbs is 55. So still, there's like a, almost a 10-year age difference between them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless. Nonetheless. Okay, nonetheless. so 
Okay. It's so, just like high Maddie being high and overthinking things. That's that's where that note came from. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, no, no, no. I, I, I but, understand. Um, I didn't think about it like that, but no, I, I understand what you're saying. I think I just like misinterpreted yeah. your question, but um, okay. Uh, so I wasn't a fan of seeing Miranda be kind of pathetic. And she's like, who did I think I was? Meg Ryan? And then like, oh my God, scurrying the, off down the stairs. The one-liners. I was like, oh my word. Oh, we gotta <laughs> go. I, like that was, that was like, I don't even know who wrote that. Cause they should never be hired in Hollywood again. Um, that was awful. Yeah. No, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of that. I didn't. It didn't, it didn't inspire anything in me that entire scene. And I was just yeah. like, you're, you're such a loser. But again, I also understand, like, you just imploded your life. Mm-hmm. Miranda, she was probably feeling like, an, she was feeling desperate at the time, right? Like, I have to, this has to be something because I just ruined everything else that I had going for me. Yeah. Although she wasn't happy, so I don't think she should be with Steve if you're not happy, personally. Also, The way she I did it was fucked though, up, though. She the way she did it was fucked up, um, yeah. and I will say what was really strange about the way that the scenes were layered this episode was that she just had this massive conversation with Shay about non traditional versus traditional and trying to pull back or whatever it is, and then Shay called her while she was at that event in Brooklyn painting um, that house, and she completely ignores Shay and. Um, Carrie was like, are you going to answer that? She was like, oh, well, like, you know, I don't want to seem too desperate. And Carrie was like, oh, are we falling into the rules? And it just, my note was, LOL, this whole fucking conversation about being non-traditional and then falling back into the rules, the rules of what you're supposed to do in dating and not do. Like, Mm -hmm. it's such hypocrisy. I was like, this is like weird. Like, this doesn't make sense. It's like, oh, we want to like be woke and have some of these conversations around traditional and being non-traditional, but then we're gonna, we still want to have some of that Sex in the City vibe themed stuff, um, and like play into the rules thing yeah. again. Like for me, it's like, it's like having your cake and eating it too, and especially when you have such like a big scene or supposedly a big scene like that. Like it doesn't, it it doesn't fit well together, story wise. I wonder if it was just like. Again, I don't know that they thought that much about it. I think it was more like, oh, she goes in this whole fucking tirade about how she's not going to do that and traditional versus non-traditional. And she, like, tries to get her pride back, and then she just does it again. I think it's more like, I think it's more just like that's human nature and less about all of that. But I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm tired of it. I'm I'm tired of that storyline. We're over it. Just, Just move on. Um... Now to Steve's little scene. I, my heart broke. I'm not going to lie. You are? Um, And the fact, my heart broke. And I just, where he was like, this is never coming off. Like, he was adamant that, like, Miranda was the only person for him and that was it. Mm. I, okay, when, okay, so the ring thing. I have, I have, I don't, I don't know the answer to this, but when do you take the ring off in either situation? I I had the same question in my notes. Um, I actually had it when I was high. (laughs) I was like, how long would you keep the ring on for? (laughs) Um, And I don't think it's formulaic, by the way. 
I, I agree with you. I don't think it's formulaic either. I think it's about like, have you gone through your grief yet and processed it? Are you ready to, um, step into another relationship? Um, I think it's like a person by person thing for me. I, I jokingly told Pierre, I was like, I'd give it at least three months. I'd still keep it on <laughs> at least three months, a customary three months. And this is in regards to like, if Pierre were to die, like big did. 90 days and uh, not, not another day, not a single day more. Not another fucking um, day. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I, I feel like we don't really know how much time has gone by, right? They don't like yeah, explicitly don't. tell you. So we don't know if it's three months or two years. I don't think it's that long. But um, I think, first of all, Steve and Miranda are not even divorced. I think they've been like yeah. broken up for four minutes. Um, I think that he probably still thinks that she's going to get over this. Yeah. It's like the denial phase of grief. Yeah. That's what I think. Um, that, that was just, it was so sad. The way that Carrie then loses her, her ring. And of course, Steve to the rescue. She just annoyed me. Which like, I married myself. She again owed with him a, a fucking response. She's an asshole. Um, no, you know what though? I mean, she's an asshole. We know that, but I, what would you do if, you know, Mark and I were in that situation and the Mark asked you, like, where's your loyalty? I just think, like, it's not actually her place to say anything. Point. So I get That's it. Fair. I do get it. And he's like, but you're my friend, blah, blah. But it's like, but yes, but no. Yeah. I don't, you know, you, you know should I mean? go back to Miranda and talk to her about it for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like that's what I would do. I would like be like, look, like this is just not like I, I, I can't like not even like I can't tell you because I. It's just not. It's just not her place to articulate. I agree. What Miranda is yeah. going through or feeling, and yeah. I just I, it makes me sad that like Steve didn't ask for himself, and he's just such a nice guy. Carrie, like, stepping in the fucking paint. Who wears his fucking paint, shoes to paint? Like, you're an asshole. Yeah, that was a bit much. Um, I will say, I just, I feel for the guy, and I think what's worse for me right now is also watching season two going into season three, where you see Miranda getting really vulnerable with him and the way that he's showed up for her time and time again. Always. And it's just so terrible to see what they did to his character in this in this you know continuation of the story um you know what I, one of my notes was like Miranda never deserves Steve and if someone thinks different they can fucking fight me <laughs> heard that listeners I, <laughs> fucking <laughs> fight real. her that is the hill I'm willing to fucking die on no but I think I said that she never deserved him or maybe I said that he never deserved her. Whatever. They were never good for each other. She was always mean to him. He was always like her always. her punching bag. He's like a little puppy yeah. that followed her around. And it was like so sweet. But I also never... I like... So I'm watching... I just finished season six. B. Mm. And one of the things... Or one of the episodes that I like kind of didn't really remember, I guess, was when they go home shopping in Brooklyn. Mm. And he's, like, so excited, and she's like, I don't go to Brooklyn. And I'm like, all right, you fucking loser. Brooklyn's cooler <laughs> than the city nowadays. Um, no, I'm joking. But uh, <laughs> but I'm not. But, no, my thing is, like, he, he and he was just like, you know, Miranda, like, how great would this be for the dog and, you know, and for the kid or, you know, for Brady, blah, 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 and for us. And he was just like, but whatever you want. Like, 
I'll do what you want. And I was just like, grow a set. Yeah. Like, grow a set. Like, she was always so mean to him. I just, I, I, it made me realize how toxic their relationship is. And I, I think the fact that people perceive it as he's so in love with her and it's such a beautiful, I, I, I actually disagree. I think that they never should have been together because um, she yeah. made him feel like shit about himself. I will say okay. that you know you've grown as a human and as adults, and especially us being like married women, when you can watch Sex in the City and realize how <laughs> toxic a lot of these fucking relationships are. Even Girl. the friendships. Like, God yeah, damn. They're so mean to each other. Mm-hmm. Well, they're mean to Charlotte, but they just make fun of her. And they're so mean. They literally just like slut shame Samantha nonstop. All the time. I just finished the episode where... Charlotte basically Sam slept with Charlotte's brother. Oh and Charlotte yeah. basically said to her, like, are you You're like in the New York pocketbook or whatever for like tourist oh, spots? Um and I was like, Oh my God. Like Jesus Christ. I like don't think a friendship could actually make, like handle that or recover from that. Oh no. Like no, no, calling no, no, your no. friend a slut like that? I don't know. Like and it's not like, hey, we're worried about you. It's literally like making fun of her. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Um, so yeah, it's so weird watching the old episode while mm. while waiting for the new episodes of this new season to come, um, because it's so weird to see kind of like how far they've shifted. Yeah. Um, and there's a part of me like because I feel like they're not going to be able to tie up all the loose ends in this season finale that's no um this week or next week um but uh i just have this feeling that i want a second season just so we can get a samantha because i feel like a, having samantha back would fix everything she's not coming um back. but she's not coming now. back yeah and i don't think a second season is going to happen because this show i i don't think it pulled the numbers that they wanted it to pull but we know that hbo is like a few money right now because they're just <laughs> filming, you know, thirty million dollar pilots and canceling them. Really, um, and I, so I saw an article, but you know, who knows? I saw an article that was like HBO is considering a second season, like just to make a point. I don't the know if it's true. I'm gonna. We're gonna watch it. <laughs> if oh, if you course. do, if you do HBO, like you'll have some viewers in California. Um, but, like, I don't really know a single person that has enjoyed yeah. the series as a whole. I think everyone was disappointed. But also, how do you live up to that? It's very how do you hard. Recreate and I think, too, that. When, you, when you take away a pinnacle character. Exactly. Too, actually, we have lost three pinnacle characters. We lost Big. And season one through six was all about the romance between Carrie and Big, right? So it's, like, With most the toxicity. Of the Exactly. That toxicity. Oh, we fucking loved it originally, you know? Um, But, like, you killed him off. Then we lost Stanford, Stanford. right? Because, you know, may he rest in peace. The actor passed this year. um, Or last year. I believe it was last year. Um, And now we've also lost Samantha, who was, like, an integral part to the series. Like, if anything, her character was the one that brought comedy to the actual show. She, She genuinely made the show like watching the old yeah. seasons i'm like what like how did they ever think they were gonna do this without her honestly because she yeah. she's just she she hits it 
every line is she's delivering. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, you're funny. You're funny, yeah. but she also she also brought that like I can do what I want because I fucking want to. And I think people love that mm-hmm. and you know girls wanna be that. Women wanna yeah. be that, wanna like do what they want when they want because they can. And I, I thought that that yeah. was just like a cool message in a not corny feminist way. Because I yeah. feel like usually yeah. the characters that have that are the ones delivering that message are not cool and not feminist. And you know what I mean? Like she was mm-hmm. fabulous. Yeah. And I don't know. Oh, 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 well, yeah. Next week. We'll see. We'll see how this all ties up with a bow. But honestly, I feel like it's going to be like, one of, you know, like those people who are terrible at wrapping gifts. It's going to be like those shittily wrapped where they have to get like two different types of wrapping paper because they didn't have enough wrapping paper. And like the bow oh, is going to be like some like, like twine or like some dead twine they had in the back of the closet with like some lint balls attached to it and shit. That's what, how I feel like it's going to be wrapped up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like a personal lots attack. Lots of faith. <laughs> I feel like that was hey. a personal attack on me. No, not on you, girl. I love season one through six. Um, and with this reboot, we all know it has been a struggle. So this is my assumption, my best assumption as to how they're going to tie things up in the end. Hey. Yeah, I mean, they're not. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> exactly my point. <laughs> well, I guess we'll, uh, we'll have to check in with each other next week and see how it goes down. Yep. Season finale, y'all. I'm ready. So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic in the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at Basic and Brain and follow us at The Basic in the Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover. And we'll talk to you all later.